Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today we are talking about Dark Phoenix, the conclusion of the X-Men saga that has been ongoing since 2000. This was really one of the uh, first big superhero series. I mean, we've had plenty of superhero movies before that point, but um, the X-Men movies are the first ones to really really branch out and have this many entries, this many characters in a way that, of course, Marvel has done to great success with the MCU and DC has tried to do to somewhat success, kind of. But um, yeah, Dark Phoenix is not being received very well, unfortunately, because uh, I actually kind of liked it, as we will get into in the conversation with first-time co-host Susanna Lewis. But before we get into that conversation, I do want to remind you, as always, to please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, a movie discussion group where there have been plenty of conversations about Dark Phoenix, X-Men, superhero movies in general, Usually DC ones for some reason. I think that reason is Chad Clinton Freeman. But um, <laughs> there are conversations about all kinds of movies in there. So definitely come join us. We'd love to talk with you. So again, we're getting into Dark Phoenix today. This is a series that I haven't really followed that well. Um, I wasn't even 100% sure I was going to see this movie. But I'm glad I did because I had a lot of fun with it. And I think we had a great conversation. So let's get to it. With me today, we've got a new co-host with us. We've got Susanna Lewis. Hey, Susanna, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? I, I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, we we have been super busy on the podcast. I'm fitting in like so many episodes. There's like June is just a crazy month for movies, and it's just, oh definitely oh it's crazy. I mean, this week alone, this is probably going to go up along with uh, the Godzilla episode. There's just there's so many movies out, and getting to cover them all is difficult. But I want to try to get as many as I can, and so. It's funny, this was a movie that I initially wasn't even 100% sure if I was going to see, but when we started chatting about you coming on the show, you had mentioned it as a possibility, and I was like, all right, you know what, yeah, challenge accepted, let's do <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell people, since it's your first time on the show, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am a podcaster, uh, my, my, my day job, I guess you could say, is writing and photography, I'm a freelancer, so 
I do a variety of things, and and sometimes people pay me for them. <laughs> that's nice um, when people but, uh, do that. I just started a I just started a podcast a couple of weeks ago called Thornvale. That's been a lot of fun. So I've been just kind of meeting new people in the podcasting world and getting to know people. So it's been a lot of fun. Right on. Is uh, Thornvale your first uh, entry into podcasts? It is not. I had a I had a interview show mm-hmm. um, when I was in college, but I haven't I haven't. Thornvale was my first like serious like I'm gonna make this really good mm-hmm. one. The other one was mostly just for fun, right? But I'm like I actually want people to listen to Thornvale. <laughs> <laughs> nice, and not just my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a couple of our listeners over to uh, check out the show because I I have listened to a few episodes and it is a uh, really great show. So uh, you guys are off to a really cool thing so far. Yeah, I I have enjoyed it immensely. So. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, Dark Phoenix. This is, of course, the uh, the end of the the X Men uh, universe. Uh, now, what with Very the sad. yeah, I know it's 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 the end of an era. But um, these movies, I I will admit, right at the top of the show, like I said, I wasn't even a hundred percent sure if I was going to see this one. I am not a super big comic book guy. I mean, I usually when I do make it out to comic book movies, I end up enjoying them, but I've never really followed along that well. I didn't I didn't read the comics when I was a kid. Um it seems like you you do read the comics and stuff, right? Uh I don't read the comics, but I am a religious uh follower of superhero movies. So okay. I've seen if there is a superhero movie that has been made from like 2000 onwards, I have almost certainly seen it except for some of like the spoof ones. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I've seen most of them, but I there are like big gaps in my knowledge, and a lot of them for me are like I go in, I see it, I'm like, yeah, that was cool, and I kind of forget everything that happened like 15 minutes <laughs> later. Um, yeah. But I this movie is getting trashed, and we kind of talked about this a little bit on Messenger before we started. I don't this, get it. This call. I don't get, I don't why get it's it either. Um, like the critic score is way lower yeah. than like audience score. If you go to, like Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is like okay, but yeah, it, I I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I wouldn't go that far for myself, but I liked it plenty. I thought it was as far as these kind of movies go. I thought it hit all the beats that people seem to like in these kind of movies. It had great action moments. It had great character development. It uh it, it wasn't it didn't overstay its welcome. It wasn't like too long like some superhero movies tend to be. Um, it was, I thought it was good, you know, it's a solid action movie, a solid comic book movie. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that it's the end, but maybe it's kind of what needs to be. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. I think it needs to be because I think Disney needs to take a crack at it now. Now that Disney and Fox mergers is going to be a thing. Like, I think, I think that's why it needed to end now. Mm. But honestly, Disney needs to give us a, a good Fantastic Four movie before they go into X-Men. Because we've yeah. had a couple of good X-Men movies, including this one, I think. But yeah, we have not yeah. had like a solid, good couple Fantastic Four movies. And Fan Stick was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good starting point for when they finally do start nice. rebooting this stuff. Absolutely. So uh, why don't we jump into some puzzle pieces? I will say at the top, I don't have a lot. Uh, it's going to be a little bit shorter than some other episodes, but we'll see what you got too. Um, what do you got for your first puzzle piece? So to be clear, puzzle pieces are movies that you would compare it to, like that that they would you know, kind of be based off of? Sure. The The strictest definition is the movies that we think that this movie was inspired by. Okay. But um, absolutely, a lot of the times we end up uh, bringing up movies that sometimes it just has more of a loose, uh, it brings to mind. Okay. Well, I think, 
honestly, like the most direct comparison you can make is probably to X3, the third of the original X-Men movies, Mm -hmm. which was hot garbage. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not the only one who thinks that. That is not a a controversial opinion that the third X-Men movie was hot garbage. It it was the original one that tried to do the Dark Phoenix story. Have you seen have you seen it? That's the uh the last stand, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's actually called. I'm sure I saw it back in the day, but certainly not since the theater. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was it was weird because I've seen every superhero movie except for the last couple of years. I hadn't seen X-Men. Mm. And then the last couple of years I'd seen most of X3 for some reason, but the other two I hadn't seen very much of. In the last couple of years, I was like, I've got to see these movies. I can't be a superhero fan without seeing these movies. Uh-huh. And so I watched them all the way through. And, and I enjoyed most of the first two. They were pretty hokey because they were made in the early 2000s. And everything that was made in the early 2000s was hokey. It was. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I did not enjoy X3 very much. It did not focus very well on the Dark Phoenix storyline. Mm. It was kind of like having it in the background where, okay, so... We don't, do we have to worry about spoilers? No, spoilers are fine on this Great, show. Great, because I'm going to get into some spoilers. Beautiful. So you know how in this movie, the, there was the A storyline and the B storyline. And the A storyline for this movie was the Dark Phoenix storyline, obviously, right? And then the B storyline was the aliens. Mm-hmm. So in the original X3, the A storyline was this like this like cure thing like people had made like a cure for mutants and magneto was up in arms about it and there were a couple of mutants that were like oh let's go do this and it was all kind of jumbled together but but the biggest thing was that magneto was like the main villain mm-hmm. and for some reason i don't know why they decided to do this but like the the dark phoenix storyline was more or less like a a b story if not a c story <laughs> and it was exceedingly unsatisfactory <laughs> it was unsatisfying that's what i'm trying to say sure yeah it, it's like they felt like it was time to get to it and but yeah. at the same time they weren't ready for it and but so they put no effort into it like yeah. this i felt had a lot of effort put into it. Mm. It's it's clear that that people went back and looked at Dark Phoenix and said, "Okay, what are our problems?" Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it, it's like our puzzle piece. The like the main puzzle piece I would say for for this movie is is the original X three movie with that tried the Dark Phoenix storyline. Well, I, I was just gonna say uh, I I I think that's interesting that because you know, like I said, I was joking that um, I watch these movies and they kind of like go you know, in, and then I just kind of forget about them. Uh, mm-hmm. when I started reading about this movie, I read that, oh, they've, they've tried this storyline from the comics before. And mm-hmm. I mean, I barely remembered that that's Badly. what this one was about, but clearly it, uh, it, it was, and a lot of people are talking about, you know, the, the fact that they're trying to attempt it again and, and whether or not they're more successful this time around. I would definitely say they were a lot more successful. There's a lot of pieces, because I haven't read all of the comic book. I've read pieces of it over time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. So it's been a long time, but I've I've seen the, um, what was it? The television show from the 90s did a really good job with mm. the Dark Phoenix storyline. And this time they did a much better job. They at least focused on it. They focused on the turmoil that Jean Grey was going through. They focused on the fact that it was that it was from outer space. That was an original thing. Mm. I think it was originally triggered by going to outer space. So that was an interesting way they tied that in. The only thing I think they didn't do was 
and I, I may be talking out of my butt here, but they originally, I believe that the, that they were like multiple personalities. Like that was like part of the problem. Mm. And there was like this entity that was like the dark Phoenix. They kind of touched on it a little bit where it was like a separate thing that was causing problems. Sure. But, but it wasn't like a full blown, like other personality. Hmm. I'm glad they didn't do that because I, mm. I think that the the way that they handled the story, um, I don't know, it, it seemed a little bit more uh, grounded, kind of, even within the, the framework of big, giant action set pieces and whatnot. Um, whereas once you, once you get into multiple personalities and stuff like that, things go, you know, even crazier and even, like, kind of hokier and sillier. Yeah, it did, it did feel very grounded. It- Especially when you compare it to, and I guess this would probably be like our next puzzle piece, was it obviously it builds off of the other three, three of the new X-Men movies. It was, mm-hmm. it was first class days of future past and the exceedingly meh apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, th- those other ones were like big and like world breaking and, and like world threatening. They, they always felt like huge. Mm-hmm. And most of the X-Men movies felt like that. But this one... I mean, at its core, it was basically a story about like family and like trust, and it wasn't a huge storyline. They they tried to make it go a little bigger with 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 like people losing their trust in mutants, you know. Mm. Um, I I honestly thought the fact that they had trust in mutants at all at the beginning of the movie was kind of odd because that's like that's an enduring thing about X Men is that people don't trust mutants and they're always the outsiders. So. Yeah, it's almost like they skipped a movie. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I'm not entirely certain how the events of Apocalypse would exactly make people love mutants. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's like, here's this one mutant thing who can come by and destroy your planet. Oh, mutants are cool because mutants stopped him. Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess when you stop Oscar Isaac from uh, destroying the world, that's, that gets you extra points. That was Oscar Isaac, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure was. Oscar Isaac in one of his that. strangest roles to date. Um, yeah. I, I, as much as I love him in, uh, in the Star Wars movies, I can't wait for him to get back to going and making like real movies again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, with my next puzzle piece. And um, this is another superhero movie. And I, I think the way that you said uh, the X-Men The Last Stand is, is you know the big obvious one. I think this is kind of another big obvious one. Uh, and that is Avengers Endgame. Um, oh be- yeah. Because we are, of course, you know, like we already mentioned, you know, wrapping up so many years of movies and so many years of this storyline and, uh, you know, bringing it to a definitive close because we know that uh, starting the next time there's a movie with any of these characters, it's going to be a new story. And it's kind of a tough year for nerds. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> nerds have a lot of things coming to an end, um, and it's uh, I I don't know how to how to explain why it all kind of tied together on one year, but I guess yeah. that happens sometimes. Not to mention, she basically Thanos people. She sure did. <laughs> That was scary, man. (laughs) That was cool. That was scary. (laughs) Yeah, she she's pretty intense with the. uh, We're gonna make a whole generation that's afraid of dust. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. Dusting people is the new. um, What what was the big way of killing people in like the nineties or something like that? Probably just like stabbing. 
Yeah, lots of stabbing. Lots of stabbing and like like uh, mini guns. Or throwing just... people off of buildings. Yeah, so yeah, throwing people so off buildings and to, so that your hero doesn't have to kill someone directly. Yeah, yeah, you get the will and scream as they as they fall to their doom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got dusting. I wonder if we'll get it in more movies. Probably. Probably, it's I... been pretty popular. I, I was kind of <laughs> laughing at it because I was thinking about doing this. Uh, the show and i was thinking oh hey i can definitely mention endgame because she dusted yeah she dusted people <laughs> <laughs> but i th- i think you're right it it definitely does i think it definitely does fit in there mm-hmm. you know like it, it is definitely one of those things where it, all these things like came together at the same time like there's so many things that are ending now yeah, yeah. and i think um i think another one that works really well is uh um uh what's it called uh civil war mm. you've got the the two sides fighting each other again you know there's been a couple of movies there's a couple of superhero movies in the last couple of years that have been superheroes fighting each other justice league and and civil war being the two big ones obviously sure so yeah it's, it's funny sides, you know going at each other it's funny as as somebody who didn't read uh comics uh growing up i remember when um i think it was when justice league came out i i was asking one of my nerdy friends i was like I was like, do superheroes just constantly fight each other? Like, what, <laughs> every movie lately, it, they're like pissed at each other and like always yeah. angry, broing. Another out. reason it reminds me of of uh, Civil War is in that the villain wasn't really that big a point. Mm. Like, have you have you seen Civil War? Yes. Okay, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like, like Zemo was not a point. Like he he wasn't a big threat really. Mm-hmm. Like it it was it was what he was doing to people and forcing them to fight each other that was like the big threat. Yeah. But he wasn't really like he wasn't really even like there most of the time. <laughs> right. And I, I felt I felt this movie had a very similar thing where the villain was the clear weakest part of the movie. Sure. Like I I thought the villain was fine. Like the 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 chick you know mm-hmm. Jessica uh, Chastain, but nobody knows the character's name. So. I have no idea what the character. <laughs> Nobody is. It's, does. It's the blonde alien chick. Yeah, yeah. The My dad alien. leaned over to me and she says, "Was she an elf in <laughs> Lord of the Rings?" And I said, "No, Dad. Just because she's platinum blonde and has high cheekbones, that doesn't mean she's an elf in the Lord of the Rings." <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. Great. I didn't even know the actress's name, but I definitely don't know what the villain's name is. At least yeah. I only know I only know Zemo because it was supposed to be like Baron Zemo, which is like a huge villain in the, in like comics, and I've I've seen him in shows and stuff. But it was just a dude. <laughs> I just think of and, Zemo the wine cooler or whatever it is that you mm-hmm. those little alcohol bottles. But <laughs> oh, I don't know of those. <laughs> yeah, but no, that that character actually is a. Uh, uh, a good setup to my next puzzle piece, um, because I did want to talk about Jessica Chastain and her performance. Uh, it, I, I actually did like it, despite the fact that, like you said, it really she's not in it much, and she doesn't really do that much, and doesn't really uh, matter that much to to what's happening in the movie. Uh, but still, regardless, her performance reminded me a lot of Robert Patrick in Terminator Two. And uh, so Terminator 2 is my next puzzle piece. Um, and it's just that kind of like, uh, you know, a, a you know creature from another, you know, in that case, the future, and in this case, an alien, uh, taking over the likeness of a human and then just having this like blank slate, uh, you know, little personality in, in the way that it uh, carries itself. And it's basically just kind of a, like an unstoppable 
uh, force and just kind of any scene it's walking through, it is like ready to destroy anything in that scene. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it is, it is. And I, I like Jessica Chastain a lot and I thought it was like an interesting, an interesting character. I just wish that there was more done with her, but I did, I did like her performance and I liked what she brought to it. Yeah, I think I think she could have been a really good villain if it was any movie other than this one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like the point of a Dark Phoenix storyline really has to be the Dark Phoenix storyline. Yes, like you can't do what X three did and make it make it a side point because it, it it's such a big life altering storyline for so many of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't just toss it off to the side. And I'm really glad they didn't do that. But that that did mean that the villain the main villain you know kind of got tossed off to the side mm. and the the writer in me i'm i'm a screenwriter too i, I don't know if i mentioned that but I, the, the the screenwriter in me is kind of bothered that the villain is so weak <laughs> but then that wasn't really the point of the movie as i as i said like it like it was a much smaller movie in in many ways it was focused on mostly on like the the relationships between the team members mm-hmm. versus just trying to like save the world. Sure. They did that in the last one and uh like I said it's very <laughs> meh. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie has had like a lot of, you know, behind the scenes drama and like production and I wonder if at one point there was a version of the script that didn't like necessarily have a villain and she was just added in from like studio notes or something like that. Um, because certainly they could have made a 90 to 120 minute movie out of just, uh, the whole dark Phoenix thing. And oh, not, absolutely. Yeah. And not needed a villain coming to earth and, you know, trying to control things and whatnot. I, I think they could have had plenty of beginning, middle and end, uh, with, with just that character and just I mean, all that X-Men issues, like interpersonal issues. Yeah. And if they'd gone the way of making it like the multiple personality thing, she could have been fighting against the actual like dark Phoenix entity. Mm. And that could have been the villain. And honestly, the script, it might've been a bit tighter if, if that had been the case. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people like, I'm, I'm again, like I don't get the hate. So right. I haven't really like looked up reviews or anything. So I don't know why people don't like the movie very much. But it's, it's funny because a lot of their reviews, uh, they they don't really make much sense to me. Like I, I read some that, and I guess this kind of happens a lot with a lot of movies. But I noticed it with this one, and it just kind of bugged me. But like they talked about it being, uh, you know, not enough action, and then in the next review, it's too much action, and then <laughs> they talk about like too much, you know, focus on the Jean Grey character, and then they talk about not enough focus on the Jean Grey character. So, oh, I mean, I don't know if anybody really knows what they wanted out of this movie. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to call myself a hater here, but I mean, I wasn't exactly, you know, psyched about seeing it in the first place, but once mm-hmm. I saw it, I was like, this, you know, this movie was a perfectly good, fun comic book movie, and I, I don't understand why people are going into it with such a, a, um, you know, an immediate want negative reaction to, to, yeah, to, to not like it. Like they just seem to be out for it before they even got to see it, and then they just have to confirm that for themselves. I think, I think there's a lot of people. Um, I ha- I have a somewhat controversial opinion in that I kind of liked the Suicide Squad movie. Ooh, I, I like, can't I can't get with you on that one, but it, c- it wasn't a good movie, <laughs> and and the writer Brandon me knows that, mm-hmm. but I had fun with it, mm-hmm. except for everything to do with the Joker and Harley Quinn. But 
I think people were very ready to hate that movie because the other DC movies hadn't done very well. And I think there's sure. a similar thing doing, uh, going on with this one because people have been burned by the X-Men movies before. Right, right. A lot. <laughs> X3 was hot garbage. And then, of course, the third one of the next series was also hot garbage. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would call Apocalypse hot garbage. I think it was just, like I said, exceedingly meh. Yeah. It was fine. The the fight scenes weren't great. The lighting in the last scene was was awful. That's the only guy. That's my like <laughs> biggest thing is like I was distracted watching the final fight scene because the lighting was horrible. I think apocalypse <laughs> it was a really was... stupid thing to to focus on. <laughs> I think it was very goofy. I think that was one of the biggest yeah. problems with apocalypse. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't like awful or anything like that. It was it was perfectly fine. But there are certainly some of these X Men movies that. I would say are kind of awful. But. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think first class was really good. And I think days of future past was even better. Mm -hmm. And that, that was a ton of fun. And then obviously, like I said, the first two of the other one were both a product of their time. Shall we say mm. like we hadn't learned that superhero movies could be serious. Sure. We didn't really learn that until like Iron Man. Right. Say. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe blade was a good stab <laughs> at it back in the day yeah. but 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 iron man was really like the start of like oh we can be funny but we can be serious and and at the same time and that kind of set the pace for for these movies all of them that we've seen in the last you know decade oh absolutely absolutely well uh what do you got for another puzzle piece <sighs> see it's really hard because i've you know i've said like the movies where people fight each other and, and x3 obviously is a really obvious one uh-huh <sighs> I don't know. They stole a lot of stuff from other people. Like, um, they stole train scenes from every movie ever. You know? <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of a specific movie, but I know I've seen, like, that exact fight on a train before. I think like, that's, that's... Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I, and sometimes on the show, we will, like, kind of put together, like, a cliche into one puzzle piece. And, yeah, the, the train fight absolutely could fit that. I mean, there's a million movies with that. Uh, there, there was, Don't get me wrong. Been... I love the train fight. Oh, yeah, it was good. The train fight was awesome. It, it was solid. It made up for the somewhat lack of action in the first two-thirds of the movie. <laughs> the, the last third of the movie was so action-packed, it was, it was almost strange because the first two-thirds were so focused on character development. Uh-huh. And... And I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. Like from from a, from a writing perspective, I liked that because it, it you got to know the characters before they started beating the crap out of each other. Absolutely, which was my problem with Justice League, in that we didn't know either of these characters very well, and then right. they just wanted to fight each other. And why? Yeah, it's like whose whose side are you going to be on? You're going to be on the side of the guy that you know. Yeah, they they stole the train scene from everything. Yeah, like I've seen I have seen very very similar fights. In a lot of different things. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure one of the Mission Impossible's had a uh, a, a train fight scene. Oh, probably. Um, <laughs> any any excuse to put Tom Cruise somewhere where he could conceivably fall off and break his neck. Yes, I can't wait for the next one of those. By the way, um, are they just making thro more? Just throwing that out there. <laughs> are they making more of them? They're making two more of them with the really? same director as uh, Fallout. So I'm... I loved Fallout. Oh, Fallout's that's not the movie so we were good. talking about, but it was a good movie. Oh, so good. So good. Well, I, I, uh, I only have more. one I more puzzle seen piece. Any of the... um, so yeah. I'm going to go into my last <laughs> go ahead, one. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, my my final one is the 1984 Stephen King movie Firestarter. Um, I have never 
I don't even know if I've heard of that. Uh, okay, it was Drew Barrymore uh, as a kid, and of course um, it was. Yeah, and I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But basically, uh, it's it's about a, a young girl who could start fires with her mind, and she's got you know very kind of uh, similar abilities to Jean Grey, just outside mm-hmm. of the superhero you know genre. Um, but uh, it's more of like a a thriller, you know, kind of a movie. Um, but yeah, th- just that whole thing. And then like her learning to, uh, control it in, in, uh, dark Phoenix is a, a kind of extension, I think of that kind of a character and that kind of a story, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, not to repeat ourselves here, but we, you know, we talked about how this movie could have just simply focused on, uh, Jean Grey's arc and not needed, uh, you know, a set up bad guy, um, that whole thing of her trying to learn to control herself and, and learn to accept, you know, her, her previous, you know, traumas, you know, child and all that, uh, that I think is, you know, the most interesting stuff in the movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, like I loved the fight scenes, but, but the character work in this movie was, I think probably its best feature. Mm -hmm. And when you said, when you said Stephen King, I, I immediately was like, Oh yeah, you could probably do that for a lot of Stephen King. Like my, my immediate thought was, wait, is Carrie is Carrie King? Yes, yes. I, I thought about that, like like you know, girl goes crazy, superpowers kills uh-huh. a bunch of people. There, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of like Stephen King ones where it's some kid, you know, or something like that, like trying to deal with having superpowers and it just going so very badly. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that is. Uh, you're right. That does make up the backbone of a lot of uh, a lot of that kind of Stephen King kind of feel and. Uh, uh, it's it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing to work characters off of because it's it's really rich and it allows for supernatural with uh, just creepy and cool stuff like all kind of mixed together. It's definitely one of my favorite like tropes is is some some superhero or something gaining powers that they like can't control mm. and then having to deal with that. Like I've I've written stories like that because I think that I think they're just a ton of fun. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And there's there's so much you can do with like characters when when it's in like an established team like like the X-Men. Mhm. You can just just having those relationships with this character that is suddenly going through something like that. Yeah. is is really interesting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to read down the finished puzzle list here, and then we'll get into any other thoughts we had about Dark Phoenix. Um, so the movies we talked about today on the show include X-Men The Last Stand, um, as well as the last three X-Men movies leading up to Apocalypse, and then, uh, Avengers Endgame, Captain America Civil War, Terminator 2, Movies with a Fight on a Train, and and Firestarter. Um... So That's yeah, Dark Dark Phoenix it's it's I think it uh like we said it's it's a movie that's being a little unfairly prejudged. Uh I think people should have more of an open mind. Yes, it has some, you know, some corny moments. Um you know, it it is an X-Men movie after yeah. all. Um there's They're one part known for it at this point. <laughs> there's one part that was my favorite thing. Um yeah, was, I'm, cu- I'm curious, like what's your favorite part of the movie? So and I I'm saying this partially, I, I genuinely liked it, and partially I was kind of laughing at the same time. But Magneto uh-huh. and Jean Grey struggling to out con- out uh, telepathically control yeah, the and, helicopter. And her, like, pushing the 
Oh, oh, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah that was good. That I like the was scene where, so great. <laughs> yeah, I like the scene where she's like pushing the the helmet into his head. Oh, that was good. That too. was good. Yeah, that yeah, was I, really I good. love them trying to do that because it's like we haven't seen Magneto, this Magneto, I believe, like this outmatched. Right. And I thought right. that was cool. That, yeah. was, that was really interesting. Was there, because um, obviously not, I mean, I know like Wolverine obviously wasn't in it. Are there like characters in this, like this iteration of the X-Men franchise that, did, did they leave anybody out when they got to this? Did they not wrap up any storylines or anything mm-hmm. like that? I don't think so. They pretty much just, for this series, they pretty much stuck with like the core couple of like team Mm-hmm. With the exception of Wolverine in this, in sure. this one they didn't really have Wolverine, mm-hmm. um, which I'm fine with because he kind of steals the show. Right. Whenever he's right. It, there, there was definitely positively no place they could have shoehorned him in in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because they've done it in every X Men movie since the very first one. Like they have found a reason to shoehorn in Wolverine, and I understand. I love you, Jackman, as well. But Logan was a great send-off, and we don't need to see him anymore. Exactly. Regardless of what time frame it was, we don't need to go back to him. Like No. <laughs> no, we don't need any more Logan. Logan is good. Logan is amazing. We have a whole catalog of amazing movies of Wolverine to go watch. Yeah. Except for the one that was called Wolverine Origins. Don't watch that. It was also hot garbage. Yeah. Let's, let's not bring that one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I... I I like some of the X-Men that they never really introduced in this series, but from from who they introduced and who they kept going, I really enjoyed everything. I think mm-hmm. I think they did a good job like just sticking to this like main cast, you know? Sure. I was always like <laughs> I always noticed in the back of every X-Men movie you'd see a girl with a yellow jacket. And I knew because I've watched the show when I was a kid, um the uh the 90s show. Uh, I knew that was Jubilee. It was a huge part of the other shows. And it always kind of annoyed me. They never actually like, I think they finally actually mentioned her by name in one of the last movies. Cause she's one of the kids that's, that's there, you know, at the, at the manor or at the mansion, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it always kind of annoyed me. It just, it's kind of a stupid thing, but and I was just like, cause she's talk about this character. I like this character. <laughs> Give him a few lines. Come or like on. Kitty pride. Did they, <laughs> I think they did Kitty Pride in uh in the last one, just not very well. Like she was there, but there was no reason. Mm. I think it was played by I think she played like Ellen Page or something, like a young Ellen Page. Oh, okay. And she's just she was just there to be a stumbling block, basically, for one of the characters. I don't I don't know if you've seen the movies, but it mostly in I think in I think in X three was it was a big point. Mm. Yeah, I I'm sure I saw it, but I don't really remember the character or anything like that. I don't even know if they mentioned her by name either. <laughs> yeah, that's possible too. What one character that I do wish was in this more is Quicksilver. Um, yeah, I, I I think he was so great, and he obviously stole the last movie. Um, he's stolen every movie he's been in. Yeah, totally. And I I do wish that we had gotten a little more of him uh, before this whole thing was over. But I did kind of like the subversion of the Quicksilver scene. Mm-hmm. You know, like like. He started up and then he got his just obliterated. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I I honestly think he was a little too like overpowered for this. Right. It's like for the same reason they didn't have Captain Marvel in the majority of Avengers Endgame. Sure, like she's just so unbelievably overpowered, and almost it's it's almost like having superhero Superman in your movie. It's like if you have Superman in your movie, you're automatically going to win unless the villain is Superman. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that think makes total I think part sense. of the. 
I think part of the reason they didn't do the like the musical, the cool musical Quicksilver scene is that this movie had a much darker tone than the other mm. ones leading up to it. Like there were there were dark moments yeah. in the other ones, but they were they were more. I don't know. I, I don't want to use the word lighthearted because they weren't necessarily, but they they were tamer, I guess, than this one. This one was very hard on like the emotions, you know, mm-hmm. the characters. I mean, were like going through a lot, and I think one of those like musical Quicksilver scenes just wouldn't have fit anywhere in this movie. So it made sense to get him out of the way quickly, but it is kind of sad that he wasn't in it much. Yeah. So I love that Quicksilver. And now <laughs> we're never going to see him again. It's I very know. sad. It's sad. It's so sad. But uh, no, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we both enjoyed the movie and that, uh, you know, I, of course, when a movie, I, when I don't like it, I'm going to, you know, do an episode and say that I don't like it. But I'm glad when I'm able to say that I do like a movie, especially one that so many people are being so freaking hard on, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun having like contrary opinions too. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's great to, uh, to, to be able to do that and to actually mean it. yeah yeah totally yeah i'm not i'm not just saying i like dark phoenix exactly i I do like it i admitted i liked suicide squad so (laughs) my credibility is already not gonna fall you down that road but i do know people who agree with you so (laughs) i i fully recognize it was a bad movie i know it was a bad movie like the the screenwriter side of me is like "Mm, that sucked but but i don't know it was fun there there were good parts of it i did like will smith in it so i'll I'll give it that have you ever not liked will smith in anything exactly it's kind of hard to not like will smith the only one i I can think of and i haven't seen this movie but the only one i can think of would be like maybe after earth Mm, i still i heard he wasn't very much fun in that yeah but i I, i've never seen anything i didn't like will smith in i haven't seen (laughs) aladdin yet so crossing my fingers so one other question i wanted to ask there seems to be a lot of controversy on like film twitter and stuff about this Mm. um what did you think of the ex-women joke oh I like silly it. joke. I thought it was funny, and I my crowd seemed to like it, like it too. Like it was probably the biggest laugh of the whole movie. I think, and yeah, I had an empty, I had an empty room because we went to see it at ten thirty in the morning. Mm. But I, I don't know. It was just a silly joke. Yeah. I, I'd heard about it, but I was just like, oh, this is this is like it's mystique too. Yeah, like, she's known for being a super feminine character, right? So it's 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 just like a hey the the women are like kicking your boys butts it's it's just a dig at at uh uh at Xavier you know <laughs> I thought it was great yeah I thought I thought it was funny it was well timed well delivered I don't know I liked it I don't know good. I think about that a lot of the way I think about like um the Captain Marvel controversy mm-hmm. it's like there was so much controversy going up to it because of silly things that Brie Larson said yeah but the movie itself I didn't have a problem with. <laughs> People just like to be mad about stuff. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> is always looking for something to be mad about. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I'd say there's maybe like a maybe some pacing issues in the X in in uh in the X Men movie and, and maybe a little bit in Captain Marvel too, but Mm. I don't know. It's the, I can't find anything to be mad about. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> that's a good thing. I think that's a good place to uh wrap it up too. So All right. uh I do want to ask you, as I always ask my guests, um, if you have a movie you've watched recently you'd like to recommend. Ooh, John Wick 3. Oh, I'm so with good. you. I John, love that movie. John Wick 3, Endless oh. Nut Punches. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. Like, seriously, so it is rare for a series to just get better and better as it goes. It does. It's Keanu oh, Reeves. God. He's just like... He just has to look cool and, and <laughs> pretend to shoot things, and we're just like, yes, please, give us more. <laughs> Although I, the, I have to say, the thing I loved about that movie, especially, 
Like my favorite scene in the movie was a dog scene. Oh with the my two God, dogs. Yeah. That was the most badass thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Those so dogs cool. are so cool. So awesome. It's amazing. Oh my God. I want to go yeah, watch no, it again. I, like. I've immensely enjoyed it. It was it was funny because I hadn't seen um a friend of mine said, Hey, you want to go see the movie with us? And I was like, Oh, I've heard good things about this. Mm-hmm. And so I my husband and I re like watched for the first time the first two John Wick movies going up to it. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, I can't believe we watch this now. And I'm so happy we watched this now because we'd have to wait for that cliffhanger at the end of the two. <laughs> <laughs> and now this one ended much more like calmly, you know? Yeah, yeah. To, a, to an extent. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, uh, I, that I have would a lot be of a theories about that one. I have, I have thoughts, but I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take up your time with them. <laughs> it's a great movie. You should go see all three of those movies. <laughs> if, if you have to catch up on them go catch up on them but i it's, agree it's 100%. just pure fight scene action it's it's just a great action movie it's just it's so every great. every scene is so full of of fun and i didn't like the eye thing it's the only one i didn't like <laughs> not a big eye th- not a big eye person i don't i don't like things being done to eyes but other than Ooh. that, I enjoy the rest of the movie. <laughs> I, I both times I watched the movie, I almost shut my eyes. I couldn't take it, Ugh. but I, I loved it. Still. I had to look away. <laughs> well, right on, Susanna. Thank you uh, so much for doing this. Where can people find you and your uh, podcast? Yeah, sure. I'm not very interesting, so don't don't bother with me. But uh, <laughs> you can you can find Thornvale. Uh, we're on Twitter um, at Thornvale Cast. We are on Instagram at Thornvale Podcast and Facebook at Thornvale Podcast. Twitter wouldn't let me make the name long enough so I couldn't have like consistency, which annoyed mm. me. Yeah, I'm running into that issue too with a new podcast I'm producing called Awesome Movie Year. And, uh, yeah, you're not going to be able yeah. to get the whole thing. I know, I know. What, what a bad idea. <laughs> I think we're going with Awesome Movie Pod, but you know, got to do what we got to do. That'll do. You know? <laughs> well, right on. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I had a great time talking about this movie. Oh, I did too. I thought it was immensely enjoyable. And oh, you can find you can find Thornvale pretty much like anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just awesome. um, we are we are a narrative show, so start from the beginning, or else you're gonna be real confused. <laughs> nice, everybody. Remember that. Start from the beginning. <laughs> Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the best picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more. Including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. Got Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesome moviejear.com so please like us subscribe and uh if you do like us give us a five-star rating because we love you you're gonna keep hearing that awesome movie year promo all month long and then we'll get back to promoting some other podcasts but i want to make sure that you all know about this show that i'm producing that's coming out on july 3rd you'll be able to of course find a link to it in the show notes and we will continue reminding you about it so make sure to check them out so uh, that's the end of our conversation about Dark Phoenix and probably the last time we'll be talking about X-Men for a long long time but hey it is what it is uh, I guess there's probably been enough X-Men <laughs> movies for now by the time they get back to them it'll be time for more X-Men movies right 
So uh, that does it for today. Uh, I want to remind you all, as always, to make sure you subscribe to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You could also rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That would be amazing if you did that. Um, you can follow us on social media at Piecing Pod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And you can also support us over on Patreon if you'd like. There's a link to our Patreon in the show notes. Um, we haven't started recording uh, bonus episodes for the Patreon, but something is going to end up on there eventually. But in the meantime, you can get all of my albums, uh, which I always play a track of my music at the end of every episode, where you can actually get all of the albums uh, if you support the Patreon. So that's something worthwhile while we're planning what we're going to do for bonus episodes, right? So... I guess with that, I will leave you with a track of music like I always do. And for Dark Phoenix, I'm going to go with a track called Dark Rain. Yeah, that seems like something that would play while uh, the Dark Phoenix is going crazy and blowing up everything with her brains. So yeah, let's go with Dark Rain. And we will be back next week with another episode of Piecing It Together.
and all points west. <laughs>